just want to let this music establish a little bit because you probably are well aware of this song when you hear the chorus. Here we go. That is Parliament Funkadelic, and uh, I wanted to play that because Calvin Simon, founding member of the pioneering funk music group, died on Thursday at the age of 79, and it really wasn't confirmed until Saturday on his uh, official Facebook page that he passed away, but heaven just got a little funkier. George Clinton, Bootsy Collins paid tribute via social media for their their vocalist, and a huge loss, huge loss. Bob Saget also passed away, comedian, dad on um, Full House, and of course the filthiest, nicest guy in comedy apparently, and we also lost a local, Eberhard Zeidler passed away. He's an architect who is quite famous for actually modernizing Toronto. Here to talk about it, Dave LeBlanc, Globe and Mail's architourist. Welcome to the show, Dave. Good to have you on. I think I was thinking about having you on here, and I called our technical <laughs> producer, Dave, by mistake. Uh, <laughs> well, um, thank you. And um, I just want to say that I, I don't even know if we could call uh, Eb Zeidler local. He was... Um, he was known internationally, and he certainly was, uh, I'd say, one of the holy trinity of uh, Toronto architects. Uh, you got Jack Diamond, Ray, Raymond Moriyama, and you got Eb Zeidler. And that uh, trinity's been around, I think, since at least the 1970s. For people, I mean, it's funny, because we largely ignore our architecture in the city of Toronto. I'm not sure why, and I'm guilty of this as well. Um, because when I travel around the globe or when I used to travel, uh, architecture is something that I would actually seek out and go to and admire, but we don't seem to do it here. Let's talk about the uh, architecture that uh, he's responsible for. Well, uh, first of all, I'll blame that on us being Canadian and being a little more demure or shy or, or we seem to lack uh, wanting to toot our own horn, unlike the Americans. But um but Ed, Ed was a big deal, and um, most people, um, while they might not have his name on their lips, they certainly uh, have probably indelible memories of, of two of his buildings here in Toronto, and they're, of course, the two most famous, and that would be Ontario Place, which uh, generations of kids loved, and then the Eaton Centre, which <laughs> generations of everybody loved. Mm-hmm. And still do. Oh, and still do. Uh, now, unfortunately, yeah. Ontario Place, as you know, has been in the news. It's uh, trying to get uh, reimagined. It's been closed for many years. And luckily, Ab, in, in his last years, he, he was losing his memory. So he didn't have to suffer uh, that sort of uh, indignity, I suppose you might say, uh, as mm-hmm. to seeing all these crazy plans that the, the government has for Ontario Place. But but Ab's firm got so big that um, he's responsible for a lot of buildings all over the world. Um, so he's he's a big deal. He would have, this is sad, he would have been 96 tomorrow, uh, passed away just before his 96th birthday. I understand that he is also responsible for the atrium at the Hospital for Sick Children, the St. Regis Hotel in Toronto, Sherway Gardens, uh, my sister-in-law just calls it her mall, Uh, the restored Queen's uh, Key Terminal Building. Yeah, and and this is kind of cool. The uh, rebirth of the Gladstone Hotel. So, like, firm, you know, his feet are firmly um, planted not only in the past, but or or were in the present. You know, taking the Gladstone Hotel 
from this you know clumsy old crumbling neglected place and turning it into like a hipster paradise well that was his daughter um she uh, she is the really the one that did it and, and he raised a, a bunch of kids that were equally as interested in architecture and city building and wonderful places to live and work um there's another building called 401 richmond which maybe a lot of people don't know that one but it's like a almost like a little artist colony right at um Richmond and Spadina, and that was his other daughter. Uh, she's been running that one and, and giving retail and uh, studio space to people uh, at a very good, fairly cheap rate for decades now, um, and saving a big old warehouse uh, building. Uh, not not to mention, um, I, I like to tell people that, that Ed is um, our link to a very famous and important uh, European school uh, called the Bauhaus. Um, the Bauhaus yeah. was started in, in about 1921, if memory, no, 1919, sorry, if memory serves. And if you think of modern architecture, if you think of the glass and steel kind of sky, skyscrapers that we all know, and the, the Toronto Dominion Centre in particular, that's almost invented by this school called the Bauhaus. And, and they were in Germany. Uh, of course, the Nazis shut them down because they didn't like anything fun and creative. They shut them down in the, in the 30s. But then they, they started the school back up in, in the, after the war, after World War II. And in the late 40s, uh, these professors uh, got back together and said, we need to get this school going again. And Eb attended that school. So yeah. he's our direct link to probably the most important architectural uh, thought and school uh, of the 20th century. And, and Eb went there. He attended there. And then his first job was uh, at the invitation of a firm in Peterborough. And... Uh, so he spent, I think it was 1951 he came, and I think he spent the first eight, seven, eight years in Peterborough. So there's a lot of Ed Zeidler in Peterborough. Really? Yeah, like all kinds of uh, residential houses, churches, schools. I mean, he cranked out a lot of stuff for this, this firm that he was working for. And of course, he was so good and, uh, and so talented that uh, the big city eventually came a call in and, and that's when he came here and um i think mcmaster hospital in hamilton was one of the first things that he did to to get a lot of recognition uh in this neck of the woods but uh anyway like i say a titan also a gentleman uh what you might call a gentleman architect one of those men that very soft-spoken uh, not a lot of ego very forceful with his opinions of course but um always naturally dressed, um, always very polite, always a, a real role model for others, a mentor, taught at the uh, University of Toronto for a while. I mean, this guy had his fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> I guess, they, and, and you did mention off the hop, he is responsible for the Toronto Eaton Centre. And one thing that, you know, when you talk about Bauhaus and that whole school of thought, to me, uh, modern architecture sometimes with that glass and steel can be very cold, but there was nothing cold about the Eaton Center and there still isn't. And it is still uh, a very light and airy space when you think about how it, it changed the way we envision shopping indoors because it almost, I think its concept was to have a street, a multi-layered street feeling indoors uh, in and, the city of Toronto. European, very European too. And it's, um, and it's sort of like cathedral-like uh, uh, ceiling, and uh, the, all of that natural daylight pouring down, and and almost like a like a covered shopping area that you might find in Italy or something. Um, mm -hmm. So a very European way, of course, he was European, but a very European way at at, at tackling something very North American, which is the shopping mall, um, almost reinventing it, um, and certainly making it at, wonderful for our climate, which is cold for 
four, five, six months of the year, um, but making it a really fresh new thing. Um, yeah, the Eaton Center is wonderful. I mean, uh, they did a remodel back about oh, seven, eight years ago, and they blew away some of his, a lot of his interesting work on the on the floor. Um, really weird sort of. What do you mean on the floor? Uh, the tile, like there was, there was a lot of meticulous work on the on the flooring and the the tile patterns and the staircases and the banisters and a lot of small things that people don't think that really has a lot to do with architecture, but it's the stuff that you touch and interact with. And, and I think it's very important. So mm-hmm. they blew away a lot of that stuff to, to modernize it, but it's still very much an Ebsidler building for sure. That's interesting. It, it, do you think that's going to be his legacy, the Eaton Center? Uh, depending on what they do with Ontario Place. <laughs> Will there be um, calls to preserve Ontario Place now that he's passed, do you think? Or maybe, at least some of it? It might be a catalyst. I mean, like I say, I mean, you know, I, I bet you if we took uh, 20 people uh, in the Ontario government and, and said, do you know who Ebb Zeidler is? They might they might not. Uh, you know, and that that's what you were saying off the top, that, that we don't really celebrate our own people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Ontario Place is an absolute masterpiece. I mean, they they built that thing in the middle of the lake, <laughs> you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. the, the Great Lakes are very tumultuous lakes with a lot of forces and and they they figured out a way to to build these pods right in the water and i mean i've always looked at that and, and thought like you know i know it belongs to the ontario government but i always thought like wow you know we're always looking for a place to put the toronto museum um we're always looking for certain you know wonderful destination places uh shouldn't that be a destination i mean maybe with his death we will look at it with fresh eyes i mean i sure hope so all right. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for filling us in on the life of Eb Zeidler and just how uh, he made his mark across the city of Toronto and beyond. I really appreciate your insight in it. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to talk about him. He was I, I met him on a number of occasions, and he was a really, really wonderful and nice uh, and gentle man. Nice. You guys must have got along well, because I would think the same thing of you. Dave, have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Thank you, Kelly. Cheers. Dave LeBlanc is Globe and Mail's architurist, and I would like to say friend of mine.